one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 277 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio. And I am thrilled that you're checking out the episode. I'm going to be going through my tips for round 18. I already got the first game of the week wrong, as I tipped the Bulldogs in that one. And in a few minutes, I'll be joined by my mate, Mick Aussie. Now, don't forget, folks, if you want to have your local footy club get a shout-out, uh, you can reach out to me at yankonthefooty.com on any of my socials, which are also listed on my website as well. Now, today's local club of the episode are the Doncaster East Lions of AFL Victoria. The club was founded back in 1972, originally known as Beverly Hills. Didn't know there was more than one of those. Uh, they played originally in the VAFA, and in 1982 they transitioned over to the Eastern District Football League. And in 89 they changed their name to Doncaster East, and shortly after that they uh, absorbed the Waddle Park Club and won a premiership in the Division IV Grand Final that year against Upper Fern Tree Gully. Now this week the club is facing off against Roeville on the road. And they've got a couple big events coming up here in the next few weeks. On the 29th of July, the club is hosting their ladies' lunch at the Zervis Reserve. And on the 4th of August, the club is hosting their Friday lunch with four-time premiership player Luke Hodge, as well as Limo. And that's going to be held at the MS Jackson Restaurant and Bar. And if you go to their Facebook page, which I'll have linked in the show notes, you can find out all sorts of information about both of those uh, events. And I want to wish the Lions the absolute best the rest of the way in 2023. Now, we have some actually big news here in the United States. Uh, today, the 13th of July, Major League Cricket arrives in the United States. And there are six teams in this newly founded league. And it's it's not at a point where they're playing these games throughout the country. They're playing in two specific locations. Uh, one of them is in Grand Prairie, Texas, uh, which is between Dallas and Fort Worth. And the other one is in Morrisville, North Carolina, which is on the outskirts of North Carolina's state capital, Raleigh, which is what we here in the U.S. refer to as the Research Triangle, because uh, you have four major universities there, University of North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, Uni or Duke University, and Wake Forest University. And this weekend's matches are sold out, and I'm looking forward to watching some cricket this weekend. Uh, the, the clubs that have, you know, they've been assigned cities, but uh, again, they're playing in these two locations. You've got you know, clubs representing San Francisco, Seattle, uh, the San Francisco Unicorns, the Seattle Orcas, the Texas Super Kings. I wonder where they got that name from. The Washington Freedom, Freedom M1 New York, which I believe it's supposed to, I'm not exactly sure what that is referencing there and then the Los Angeles Knight Riders which will make David Hasselhoff very happy and this is perfect timing because uh, either later today and I have to go to work here shortly or tomorrow I have a book that I've ordered in the mail called Cricket for Dummies I've started watching a little cricket I, I subscribe to Willow TV here in uh, North America and I actually have a day off from work right now I gotta tell you I'm tired I'm sore Every part of my body hurts. As a as a now 60-year-old, uh, I'm working at the local amusement park. If you've seen any of my little video clips that I've put up on socials when new episodes come out. Uh, over the last month, I have been uh, walking an average of 
nine and a half kilometers each day carrying varying amounts of uh, trash bags from different parts of the parking lots and that sort of thing to my truck that I can't always access by truck because the lots are full. So I'm, I'm getting one hell of a workout. I really am. And I'm, I'm down uh, 72 and a half kilograms at this point. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I've got about another 25 kilos that I would like to, to lose. I'm at, uh, I think that translates to 224.2 pounds is what I was at right now. And when you consider that I started out at 384 pounds in August of 2021, I, I, I don't recognize myself in the mirror, quite frankly. But as many of you know, the reason I'm doing this this summer is uh, next year, 2024, I... I'm hoping to, I'm planning on spending several weeks in Australia during footy season. Uh, and if I've, if ticket prices don't fluctuate too much right now, I have my flight to Australia pretty much paid for. Now all I need to do is uh, put aside some additional money so I can actually leave the airport. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be working on uh, as we go forward here. But uh, it, it's been, a, it's been, it's been hard work, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of fun also because it's, it's mindless work in many ways. I get to talk to the guests at the park and that type of thing. It, it's, it's enjoyable. I get to see them as they're going into the park. What are you anticipating? Or as they're leaving, what did you enjoy? Rather than the, the people who work in the park that are, that are just passing by people who are trying to get from point A to point B and don't want to engage. I love being able to do that. Being a teacher, I love being able to talk to the kids especially to see what it is that they're excited about because you know, a lot of these kids that I'm talking to, it's the first time they've ever been there and they're really, really excited about it. So I want to touch on a little bit of a couple things. I, I mentioned, uh, um, you know, the other day in an episode uh, when I introduced uh, the Gabe Morenci discussion that I had, uh, Caroline Wilson deserves a heck of a lot of credit for being right and sticking by her guns on the Stuart Dew story. You know, he had over five years at the helm of the Suns, uh, and you could certainly argue that there were list management mistakes that were made. Again, very appreciative that Jack Bowes is now wearing hoops. Uh, but, you know, the club didn't make the progress that everybody had really hoped for. Now, for those of you who've been following the podcast for a while, I have been a lifelong fan of the Cleveland Browns. And while I think they are on the cusp of being a pretty good football team this year they've had a pretty bad history over the last 24 seasons since they came back into the league you know the browns left cleveland and became the baltimore ravens in 1996 uh and they dismissed their coach a guy even if you're just a kind of a, a passing nfl fan that you might have heard of bill belichick who's gone on to win what was it a half dozen super bowls with the new england patriots yeah, I go. There's a some Brady guy that might have been and be able to do something about that as well. But uh, you know, the Browns in the 24 years they've been back. If you don't know their history, they've had 12 head coaches. 12 in 24 years. You do the math. That's about an average of two years. Although two of them were caretaker coaches, and only one of those coaches, the guy who's actually in charge right now, has won more games than he lost. I mean, yeah, the Browns ran out of toes years ago from shooting themselves in the foot. Okay, I mean, they, they, they're buying much smaller shoes than they've had to buy now because they've made so many bad decisions. Uh, we had a guy by the name of Hugh Jackson who coached 39 games for the Browns, won three of them. Lost 31 out of 32 games. 
and he had a streak of two out of seven. So, woohoo! Should reward him for that. You know, he vowed that if they went winless in one season, which they did, he he would go jump in Lake Erie, and he jumped in the lake, in I think January. It's cold. In, it's cold in January. The lake is down to about forty degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is about four, four Celsius. Um, and we let him actually get out of the lake. We didn't leave him in there. He was fired not long after that. You know, so here's hoping whoever the Suns sign on as their new senior coach can get this club finally over the hump. Because I think even even if you're not a Sun supporter, and there are not many of you out there, this is a club that has a pretty solid nucleus if they could just figure out how to put it all together. And there seem to be lapses in that type of thing. Now, again, while I want to give... Ms. Wilson, credit for her comments on, on Stuart Dew. I think she's way off base on her, her suggestions that they pull the Essendon-Geelong game out of Geelong this week. I, I, you know, I understand, you know, the Cats have been encouraged to sell home games. Um, I get that. I like to joke that, you know, that the, the Magpie and Richmond buses are not able to actually find their way southbound on the M1. I, I understand that, but, you know, should... Should the league, you know, should these other clubs that are not Essendon, Collingwood, Richmond, should the rest of the other clubs, should the other 15 clubs basically become the Washington Generals to the Harlem Globetrotters? I mean, are are they there? This is a national competition, isn't it? Clubs are allowed to play home games. Sorry that you're you're not going to get all of your supporters to that stadium, okay? It happens. But there should be something occasionally that resembles a home ground advantage where maybe your your fans can be louder than the other ones. I mean, the Cats are going to be going back to play the Pies again at the MCG in the not-too-distant future. You know, they open up the season, like round two, I think, with them, maybe round one, with a Cats home game where you know, the, predominantly most of the supporters in the stands were Pies supporters. Yes, the, the Cats got the revenue for it, but if that game were played in Geelong, might things have turned out different? I don't know. The cats are, or the the crows are, no, let me try it again. The magpies, we'll get it right, are a really damn good football team. So let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the tips for this round. Um, Sydney and the Bulldogs just finished playing. I tipped the Bulldogs, so I'm already wrong on the first one there for this week. I had the Bulldogs winning by eight. This actually works out, I think, well for the cats, the crows, a number of other clubs as well. But then let's look at the next game, uh, which will be at the MCG. Melbourne hosting Brisbane. And some interesting changes here. Um, you know, Grundy is going to head down to the VFL to work on his forward craft a little bit, uh, which might benefit them in the long run. Might make Gone and Grundy even more interchangeable than they have been at this point in time. But, you know, in the short term, this might be a bit of a tough hill to climb. I mean, you're, you're, you're not playing... The Eagles, you're not playing the Ruse. And this is no disrespect to either of those clubs, but you got the Lions coming into town. You got the Lions. I mean, this is a top four side right now. Can you afford to have one of your better players out? I, I don't know. You know Jacob Van Ruin's going to be in. Grundy's been omitted. Joel Smith is a sub. Now for the Lions, Jared Barry and Lincoln McCarthy are in. Devin Robertson's been omitted. Kai Loman's a sub. And James Madden is injured. I'm going with Brisbane to win this one on the road. Okay, I, I, I just think that Brisbane is going to help to solidify their their spot in a, in the top four. I'm going with Brisbane to win this one. And then we've got Collingwood hosting Fremantle at the MCG. 
It's game 150 for Jordan Degoe, but you know, I really haven't kept tabs all that closely, but shouldn't this be about game 250 for him at this point in time? Yeah, okay, I'm being a little bit of a smartass there, but uh, you know, Fremantle is scuffling a little bit at this point in time. Um, you know, they've uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they've lost a couple games in a row. They're two two games below level. Um, you got a lot of changes in this one. Uh, Braden Maynard, Daniel McStay, Steel Sidebottom back in. Darcy Cameron injured. Tom Mitchell's being managed. Trent Bianco's a sub. Will Hoskin Elliott also injured. Bailey Banfield, Cody, Corey Wagner, Joel Hamling, and Sam Sturt are in. Brennan Cox injured. Caleb Sarong suspended. Hayden Young injured. Carl Warner injured. And Michael Frederick also injured. I just think that the Pies are too good of a side right now. I... I I think the Pies in Port Adelaide have in many ways separated themselves from the other 16 clubs. I'm going with the Pies to win this one by 15. Um, I won't be surprised if it's even bigger than that, quite frankly. Uh, I just think that the Magpies are way too good of a club at this point in time. Now, we head up to Heritage Bank Stadium and the post-Stuart Dew era begins. you got uh, Ben Long and Elijah Hollins in for the Suns. Braden Fiorini omitted. Jai Ferraro omitted. Lockie Weller injured. Bradley Hill, Jack Paris and Josh Battle in for St. Kilda. Jack Billings injured. Max King injured. Might be back later this year, possibly. Sebastian Ross injured. And Zane Cordy also injured. Paris is debuting. You know, I think this is a week where the Suns give themselves a bit of a kick in the pants because I they've, you know, they've, they've heard, you know, a lot of the hype that, hey, you know what, we're an up-and-coming team. We're, we're, we've, we've got some good things going on. We're, you know, we're... We might win, you know, here and there. We're competing for finals, and their coach got dismissed. So this is kind of one of those moments where they have to look in the mirror and figure out, okay, what are we? Who are we? And I think against a wounded St. Kilda club, they're going to get the win here. I'm going with Gold Coast to win this one by nine at home. Of course, every time I tip Gold Coast, they tend to lose, so you may want to go in a different direction there. And then we've got Carlton hosting Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Quite a few changes for Port. Uh, Carlton's righted the ship. They've won three in a row. The Blues, uh, do they continue their climb? Or does Port, you know, peek ahead knowing that they've got Collingwood coming to the Adelaide Oval next week? Now, uh, Tom DeConing is the only in for Carlton. Lewis Young omitted. Matthew Kennedy is injured. Jacob Wiedering playing game 150. Miles Bergen playing game 54. Port Adelaide now out for Port Adelaide. Got a lot of big names. Charlie Dixon, Jason Horn Francis both injured. Junior Rioli for personal reasons. Quentin Narkel's been omitted. Ryan Burton omitted. Sam Hayes omitted. And Trent McKenzie also injured. So Jackson Mead, Jace Burgoyne, Ollie Lord, Scott Lysette, Tom Jonas, and Xavier Dersma is back in the side for the first time in a while. I think despite all of those outs, I think Port is still a more talented side right here. And on the road, I'm going to go with Port Adelaide to win this one by 11. I I, I think that we are... We have two trains on this on you know on the same track coming in opposite directions, and we're going to actually see the two of them collide next week. We might we might have a grand final preview next week, albeit at, at the Adelaide Oval. So I'm going with Port Adelaide to win this one. Again, I'm just going to say it now. Round 19's game of the game of the round, Port Adelaide and, and Collingwood. And then we've got the Cats hosting Essendon. You got Zach Merritt playing game 200, Brian Myers playing game 100 for the Cats. Andrew Phillips suspended, Dylan Shield injured, Nick Bryan is in for Essendon. Zach Tui being managed, Ali Dempsey is the sub, Oysen Mullen being omitted, Asafa Radaglia being managed, Isaac Smith, Jake Kolajasny, and Jeremy Cameron back in the side for the Cats. Now, 
Cats are back in the eight. Can they stay there? You know, if things go well this weekend, if they win this game and uh, things kind of fall their way, they could be number five on the ladder after this week. Could happen. Um, you know, a lot of ins there. Of course, you know, Grind Myers has had an awesome season, but as we know, he's not quite reached Messi's level as of yet. And it looks like uh, somebody posted that fake um, quote from from uh, Waitley, and he's not real happy about that. I know he's a cat supporter here, but I've got the cats winning this one by two goals. I think at home it's gonna it's gonna help them quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going with Geelong by 12 here. And then we get to the Crows hosting GWS, and I think this is one of the uh, more interesting games of the round here. Um, GWS are looking up at the eight uh, along with the Crows, but the Crows are in a much better position than the Giants. I mean, they've got a better percentage than three of the four clubs ahead them ahead of them who are in the eight. And GWS is a percentage of about 98, so they've got some work to do. Okay, Jordan Butts and Shane McAdam are in. Harry Schoenberg's a sub. Jake Saligo omitted. Ned McHenry omitted. The legendary Rory Sloan playing game 250. Lockie Whitfield playing game 200. Brent Daniels and Ryan Angwin are both in for GWS. Lockie Keefe injured. Nick Hayes Haynes suspended. Xavier O'Halloran also injured there as well. I think it's a really good matchup here. And I'm going with the Crows to win this one by 10 at home. Uh, if it was being played in uh, at Giants Stadium, I might consider going with the Giants here. But I, I think the Crows at home are going to get this one done. I think we're heading for a great final six weeks of the season here. It's just going to be clubs playing leapfrog with one another left and right. Now, we head back to Marvel. And, and on paper, this looks like a game where people go, okay, who cares? But you've got North Melbourne hosting Hawthorne. And uh, a lot of changes here. James Blank injured for Hawthorne. James Sicily back in. Lloyd Meek, Luke Bruce, Max Ramsden also back in. Flynn Perez, Griffin Logue, and Jai Simpkin all injured for the Ruse. Curtis Taylor, Daniel Howe, George Wardlaw, Jackson Archer, Josh Goder, and Liam Shields all back in for the Ruse here. Now, I think this is going to be a competitive game. And yes, it's not going to really make a difference on the ladder. Okay? It's not, it's not going to change things on the ladder here. But... You know, I, I think both of these clubs are looking, you know, maybe 2024, 2025 before they start competing for finals. Uh, I'm going with the Ruse to win this one and break this 14-game skid that they have had. I've got the Ruse winning this one by nine. And then the last game of the round, and yes, the comp did it to us again. The final game of the round, we've got the West Coast Eagles hosting the Richmond Tigers. And uh, Tom Lynch was officially ruled out for the rest of the year. Um... The extended bench, uh, the extended interchange is there right now, so we don't know final things yet, but uh, Xavier O'Neill's been omitted for the Eagles. Jacob Bauer injured. Toby Nankervis suspended for Richmond. Luke Edwards, Luke Shuey, Sam Petrovsky, seaton and Shannon Hearn all in for the Eagles. Hugo Ralph-Smith, Ivan Soldo, Judson Clark, Ryan Mansell, and Samson Ryan are all in for Richmond. I am going with the Tigers to win this one by 19 and, you know, I always keep, I tend to keep the, the games that I'm tipping, you know, below. I don't usually go over 20 points when I, you know, I, I think this is going to be closer than a lot of people think because, you know, the, the Eagles are, are bringing in some, some veteran players. And, you know, I, I just think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people actually realize here. Okay. So 
those are my tips. Let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to, to be joined again by my mate, Mick Aussie. Mick, thanks for getting up early, man. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good, mate. Busy schedule, but exciting times with the sports on. So no dogs with days of summer for us guys, eh? Because we no. follow other sports, not just the American sport. Yeah, well, no no dogs today either. You know, they uh, the Swans got themselves a big win this morning. Uh yeah. So if yeah. I spoil that for you, sorry about that. No, no, I saw that. I woke up, I saw that, and I'll be honest, I've I've slipped back the past few weeks in some of the tipping contests. I was leading a couple, but then I had a few rough weeks like a lot of people, and I thought I need to make up some ground and I really thought the dogs will get it done in Sydney, even though it's away from home. Sydney's not that good as we know, but Big win for the Swans today. Hey, maybe the dogs are in trouble eventually making the eights. Getting what? exciting, isn't it? The teams oh, are going to be eight. It, it, they, are, they are compacting and squeezing together. I think these last six weeks are going to be awesome. So, you know, it's uh, – yeah, I mentioned to you before we started here, you know, we've got uh, – you know, I know you're doing the, the stuff with Edmonton Cricket, but, you know, we've got uh, cricket starting here professionally in the United States. And I looked at some of the rosters, and they've got they've got a lot of American players, but they've got players from other countries all over the world as well that are playing on these teams. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I love cricket, one of the biggest games in the world, mm-hmm. massive in India with a billion people. And I believe a very rich East Indian guy has put the money into that competition. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I did read that a while ago. And I did hear an Aussie guy on the radio recently talking about it. So it's a great game. And I even took the girlfriend and the dog on Sunday and explained the rules to us. So. I love it, and we're doing a good show up here, and the people are loving it, and they're very friendly. Just about all of them want to get interviewed and want to get shown on the show. Good deal. So, yeah, well, it's I'm, good. I'm, I'm glad you didn't say that the dog understood the rules. That's good. <laughs> he he, He's pretty smart. He's he just wanting to chase the ball. He says, yeah. I'll, I'll keep that from being a four. <laughs> oh, he's a great dog. Good dogs are the best, as you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we're both 0-1 to start out the week because you went with the Bulldogs as well as I did. But uh, we've got Melbourne hosting Brisbane this week. And Melbourne is is conducting an experiment in midseason, which could work out for them. But I just wonder about the timing of it because uh, Brody Grundy is not playing this week in yeah, the I AFL. I, I got up and I did just check the ins and outs. Yeah. Um, important to look at. Wow, what a what I, I never really understood them getting him in the first place. I mean, good fella, Adelaide boy, good player, but mm-hmm. you know, you got Max Gorn. Do you really want to spend all that money on a second ruckman and Van Ruins back in? That's good to see, but man, demons were lucky. St. Kilda lost all those good players injured early. So yeah, they're not very good, the demons. Yeah, I I went with the Lions in this one. Well, <laughs> so did I. I mean, okay. am I an idiot? I'm an idiot for picking the Crows away from home. Am I an idiot for picking <laughs> the, the Lions away from home? Maybe. They're not that good away from the Gabba. Yeah, the Gabba. That's a funny word. But surely they're going to get their ass in the gear and realize that they got to start winning at the MCG because if they don't, They'll get one or two finals at home and then they'll come to Melbourne and get their ass kicked and be out again in the finals. So I really believe and hope that they might finally wake up in Melbourne. 
They are a way better team than the Demons. The Demons are struggling still without Oliver. So I hope the Lions can get their act together in Melbourne. Like, yeah, get I... on the plane for an hour. Who cares? All yeah. this away from home crap is annoying me. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 like I said, I went with the uh, the Lions on this one as well. I just think that they're – Clayton Oliver being out is huge. Uh, it's a uh, – and, you know, maybe down the road, you know, are they trying to recreate Luke Jackson in Brody Grundy? I mean, is, is Grundy too far along in his career to become Luke Jackson-esque? Yeah, he's a, he's a terrific on-ball ruckman. Mm-hmm. When he's fit, I think he's fit, but he moves like a six-foot guy instead of a six-foot-eight guy. So right. kind of like the ruck rover type, isn't he, really? But, yeah, hell, he's terrific at the Collingwood when he was fit. And speaking of Collingwood... They're facing the mag or the the uh, Dockers at the MCG this week, and uh, a lot of a lot of changes for both sides. Uh, you know, Tom Mitchell being managed, Jordan Degoey's playing game one fifty, and I asked early on. I said, "Yeah, I haven't really kept track, but shouldn't this be about game two fifty for him?" Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he's not that old, but yeah, he's I know. Out but... a few. Yeah, <laughs> terrific player though. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you thinking on this one? Oh, man. Well, look, we got Caleb Sarong out. That was debatable whether he got should have got suspended or not. Frederick's out. What's he been doing? Too many flips in the air and hurting himself? Not sure on that. But the Magpies, Maynard's in. Isn't he a mean bugger in the defense? I wouldn't yes, like he to is. mess with him. He, he's like, if you touch Dacos, you've got to deal with Maynard. Yeah. yeah. And, of course... The guy with one of the greatest names ever. Still side bottoms in. What's he got? A bit of steel in his ass? Like, what a funny name. But well, you know, you... player over a long time. Still side bottom. Magpies to win probably more than the 39 and a half. Well, you know, for for a while there, they had they had a they had a, a pair of a couple great names there. You know, because you had, you know, Tim Broomhead as well, which <laughs> I think, you know, which is, you know, and I still, you know, that was not long after I Started. It only been a couple of ga- couple of years that I've been following the game when he had that horrific leg injury, um, you know where and and it just you know it showed me it really showed me just how brutal the game could be because you know he you know I, I don't remember if you ever seeing that video of him where he you know he made it t- made an attempt to to kick a ball down around the goal and he missed a ball and his leg literally wrapped around the goalpost. I mean he snapped both bones in his lower leg. And was what? behind. He was behind the goals, and the game went on, and it was a couple of minutes before anybody realized that, uh, hey, we're down a man here, and nobody noticed that he was laying back there, writhing in pain. And it just, it was just, and I, I remember they showed the video. They showed it like once, like, oh, what happened? Okay, we're not showing that again. It was just, it was ugly. It was ugly to see that. Well, so he's got to be careful because these goalposts moves like they move a few feet. I yeah. know that's 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 fake news, but someone might believe it. <laughs> so we move up to the Gold Coast for the Gold Coast Suns in their first game in the post Stuart Dew era, and I I made some comparisons early on about the Gold Coast Suns and just how dysfunctional my Cleveland Browns have been, because uh, you could draw some parallels there, because the Browns have been bad for so many many years. So they're hosting St Kilda without. Max King. 
Well, eh? They got a few out, haven't they? Billings, King, Ross, Cordy. Oh, no, Cordy's in on it. Anyway, yeah, disappointing. You know, if the Suns hadn't changed coach and if the Saints had those players in, I might have backed old Ross, Ross Lyon, the good coach. But, mm -hmm. no, the Suns, of course, got rid of Stuart Jew. And look who's coaching. <clears throat> Stephen King, eh? Formerly a Cats player. When I hear that name, Stephen King, I think of the worst movie I ever, ever watched called It. Disgraceful. I'm not a fan of the Stephen King famous writer. You didn't enjoy that movie? Your way somewhere. But anyway, let's get off that. You didn't yeah, like it? I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I I own a copy of It, but I've not watched it yet. So you, you didn't like that one? Oh, the first one was the yeah. biggest wasted two hours in my life. The ending was just <laughs> terrible. Anyway, let, let's move on. I'm not a fan of that guy. He's made a lot of money. And people obviously like his books and whatever, but not for me. Uh, Sons, yeah. Well, about time. I think. I mean, they reckon Stewie Jew's a great fella. Formal Central Districts from my part of the world. Hawthorne Premiership player. Players like him. But, hey, no, nah, he's had plenty of time. They probably shouldn't have renewed him last year. They do need an experienced coach up there. And, man, wouldn't it be like 99% sure Hardwick's going to get the job? But the trouble is with this, now Hardwick controls all the strings. He can demand what he wants. So there's a bit well, of a problem doing it as well. Does he really, though? Because think about it, because you've got, you've got another wild card out there. And I think I mentioned this last week, you know, or it, when he was dismissed. You have somebody out there who used to be an assistant at Gold Coast who is out of contract at the end of this year by the name of Ken Hinckley. So they, nah, they might... nah, nah. Well, unless the AFL, the AFL own the Suns, and if the AFL decide to triple Kenny Hinckley's pay or something like that, nah, he won't leave Port Adelaide. He's got his family there. Apparently, Blighty was saying he's a very family-orientated man. Mm -hmm. Major put so much work into his coaching and then his family. I heard he's very settled in Adelaide. Hey, money talks, has to yeah. know, doesn't it, right? Yeah. You know, it it stranger things have happened. So, you know, but uh I think that I think and think about it as a Richmond supporter. I mean, what do you what do you think at this point in time where you're going, you know, okay, our coach won three premierships in four years and then he decided to bail on us and he's ready to jump back in with another club the following year after he quit on us mid season. Oh, I've got a rumour for you. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Gil McLaughlin said to Hardwick two months ago, come on, mate, how about you quit? Take some weeks off. We'll get you up on the Gold Coast. Come on, we can do it. Nah, I don't know, but you never know what happens <laughs> behind closed doors. Of course you don't. The AFL absolutely want the Suns to work. Look at all the millions of dollars they've poured into the Gold Coast and it's not working, so... Right. We don't know, but of course there's uh, high-level talks on the side in the AFL and don't think the AFL's all goody-two-shoes. People down home get annoyed with some of the money they waste. So, you know, I'm a fan, of course, and we're here to promote the game. But, of course, some of these officials in the AFL, too many are getting paid way too much money. Yeah, that's fair. That is certainly fair. So... We move on to Ken Hinckley's Port Adelaide Power heading to Marvel to face off against Carlton. And this is an interesting matchup here. You got you, know, you got a lot of changes for Port Adelaide. You got a lot of outs this week, some big names, but some big names coming back in as well. 
Yeah, well, they reckon Tommy Jonas, the captain, might finally get his chance. How's that? They dropped him, but he deserved it. He was undisciplined, got suspended a couple of times, wasn't playing that well. I'm a bit of a fan of Dersma. And then I know his sister's at the Port Adelaide Women's, so I hope, hope he comes in and does all right. Dixon and Horn Francis injured, and Rioli, personal reasons. Wonder what that's about. Not sure. You see, I, game. I know it's well, a fa- it's a family it's a, a family it's a family thing with regards to uh, Junior Rioli. I think it's like the anniversary of his his father that passed away. I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure on that. You never know when it says personal reasons these days. So hope I'm glad it's a legit reason. Um, yeah, danger game. Power do well at Marvel. I think they've won most in the last eight there. <clears throat> well, like 13 in a row. They're due for a loss, maybe, but they're playing so well. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick the power just, but, you know, still not com- still not convinced on the Blues. Yeah, I went with Port Adelaide on this one as well. I, 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 I just say I, I described it. I think we might have a grand final preview next week when Collingwood heads to the Adelaide Oval. Don't say that. <laughs> okay. I know you don't want to hear that. Oh, are Collingwood playing Port Adelaide, are they? Are, yeah. Are Collingwood playing the Crows, are they? Mm, not next week, huh? Okay. Uh, we'll get to the Crows in a minute here. But uh, you've got Geelong hosting Essendon, uh, despite the wishes of Caroline Wilson, uh, at, <laughs> at the Cattery there. So a couple big names back in for the Cats. Um you know, Dylan Shield out for Essendon here. Uh, Geelong's version of Lionel Messi, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, in Brian Myers, uh, you know, playing game 100 for them. Well, first of all, I've got to congratulate Tui, the Irishman. I think he's passing the great Jim Stein's RIP's record. So, yeah, he's been a terrific player. Love it, love it, love the accent on the Irish guys, eh? Well, well and, Isaac and mustache Smith and too. Cameron, that's yeah. two massive ins. The greatest forward in the game, Jeremy Cameron, right now. But Bombers, <clears throat> well, I was so disappointed with the Crows, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Merritt and Parrish, two great on-ballers and Martin on the wing. Well, the Cats favoured by 20. <clears throat> well, at home, you, ha- you can't really pick against them, but that could be a close one. I'll go yeah. with the Cats, but maybe the Bombers to get within 20 points. Yeah, I, I went with the Cats also. I just I I just I just think at, at home, you know, and I and I kind of went on a little bit of a rant uh earlier on about the uh the suggestion that they move the game to uh to the MCG so more Essendon supporters could go. And I and I said, is are you familiar with the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know, there's that that team that they always play against. Mm who's basically there to become, you know, you know, they're just supposed to come look like fools and get beaten by, by, you know, the Globetrotters each week. And I said, is that what the other 15 clubs are supposed to do when they, when they face Richmond and Collingwood and Essendon, are they all just supposed to just, you know, kneel at the, uh, at the, at the, the, uh, <laughs> the iron throne in front of those three clubs. Cause they're the biggest, you know, the biggest clubs and, you know, we'll do whatever the fuck you want. You know, I'm so, I'm sorry. I just yeah, I get the selling of home games and such. I I understand I understand that I've accepted that, but you know, mid season, you know, unless the stadium has collapsed or fallen down, just leave it the damn thing where it is. I, I even re- recommend suggesting moving it back up to Melbourne. I think was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but the only reason you your cats won the grand final by like eighty points or whatever it was is because 
Because you had so many games at the MCG last year. Oh, was that it? <laughs> no, that's sarcasm. That's sarcastic, as you know. I know, I know. Yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, we get to your Crows facing off against GWS, and and you know they're both they're sitting at nine and ten on the ladder right now. But the Crows are in somewhat of an envious position because their percentage is much better than three of the four clubs ahead of them. Well, I was so disappointed. I was with the girlfriend and a friend across the road at this bar that has bands. And then I said, we've got to go. The Crows start, come back, got here right on time. Mm-hmm. And look at that disgraceful first quarter. The Crows were second to the ball. O'Brien was, oh, the, their on-ballers were reading O'Brien's taps. God, we got to get Sam Jacobs back there to teach O'Brien how to tap. <laughs> I was so upset. I was so disgusted in the Crows after they played so well at the MCG and only just lost to Collingwood to then put in a crappy performance against the Bombers. Maybe I'm underestimating the Bombers. Anyway, the Giants got six in a row, I believe. Is that right? And uh, they're they're way better than I expected. Crows will win at Four in a row. Yeah, they've won four Four in a row. row? Okay, my bad. Crows will win at home. They're favoured by 16. Could be close, though. Could be close, but, yeah, the Crows are good at home. But until they start winning away from home, how can I really enjoy this team? Well, you know, that's a great point. And I think, you know, the Giants, while they're at the same spot, you know, sitting number 10 on the ladder at 8-8 and with the Crows, I mean, their percentage is is over 18 points lower than the Crows. I mean, this is a club that's going to have to win – an extra game or two because they're probably not going to make up the percentage to get, you know, to get into the eight if the other clubs keep plugging along the way that they're going. So, yeah, I mean, I don't like saying this crucial game must win, but yeah. it's starting to get that way. It oh, really yeah. Is. And, this, and this is one of those games. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to the point now where we don't have many rounds left. I and mean, yes, we have an extra round, but you know, we're, you know, we got two, four, we have six weeks left after this one. I mean, this this season has just flown by, and 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 you know, partly because I've not been able to watch as many games as I want to because of me being, you know, trying to pretend I'm actually a lot younger than I really am. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I, I have I a forgot, lot of respect for your job. I forgot to mention this: the legend of the Crows, Rory Sloan's two hundred fiftieth, yes. former captain. You know, a few years ago when the Crows made the grand final, you know, he was equal best player. and But the only thing he he hasn't done that I wish he did a bit better was I wish he talked his great mate Patrick Dangerfield into staying at the Crows. They used to go surfing together. They were great mates. But other than that, he's an absolute terrific player, former captain, legend of the club, hard at the ball, had a few injuries lately. You know, he's just in the side, in and out, off the bench, but great career for Rory Sloan. Well, I'll be honest, I, I'm I'm glad the surfing is probably a little better down in the Geelong area, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, well, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit so, that. Beautiful <laughs> beaches down there. And you got to listen to Howie, uh, Mark Howard's uh, podcast with Patrick Dangerfield. You really enjoy his story. Okay. So – we get to the last two games of the round and and they're you know three of the the bottom three clubs on the ladder but they're they're intriguing in their own right. You got North 
hosting Hawthorne. And, um, you know, the North has lost, what, 14 games in a row, I think? Yeah, 14. And uh, Clarko yeah. supposedly is going to be back uh, in the next week or two, I think. Maybe after this game with Hawthorne, he'll be back. Well, 9-10, Saturday night. Perfect timing for me to watch a game of Aussie football. And they put this crap on for me. <laughs> I could care. I could absolutely care less about this game. I'd rather watch C grade up in the country somewhere. Or no, I better not say that. Anyway, Hawks, <laughs> Sicily's in and Brewster's in. So Sicily's obviously a key for them. But oh, what about their preseason tanking? Getting rid of Mitchell and uh, the guy over there in. Dockers. So, no, I'm not a fan of the Hawks. Brews are disgraceful. I could care less about this game. Hawks probably just win. Okay. I went with the Ruse because, you know, I've gone with the Ruse an awful lot this year, thinking that they're going to win a game eventually. And I just, I, I don't know. Well, let me, let me ask you this based upon, you know, just looking and I know you're not a big Hawks supporter, but looking at their lists that they have right now, of these two clubs, which one do you think plays finals first? Don't care. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Oh okay. no, I hope the Ruse. I was I liked the Ruse when I was young. Yeah. Had a North Melbourne jersey because Malcolm Blight and they were the same colours as Gawler South. So no, I like I like the Ruse. It's just been so disappointing, and you know they'll never make money being in Melbourne. You know my thoughts. Get them to Tassie. Yeah, well, and, and and who knows? Maybe that sort of thing still is happening behind the scenes. I don't, I don't know if they'll end up. You know, I know they've given out a nineteenth license, but maybe they you know start twisting some arms and say, "Hey, here's a ready-made club, ready to go." Yeah, and and, and let me ask this dumb question, and this may sound naive, but are kangaroos also indigenous to Tasmania? Not. What do you mean? I mean, like the actual animal. I mean, do they? I mean, you know, I know there are kangaroos on mainland Australia, but I, I don't know. Are they actually in Tasmania as well? Because I mean, that would be one hell of a hop to get there. I don't. I'm. I'm. <laughs> well, I'm asking. I'm but, asking a legitimate question there. But they can swim. I do know that. I've seen. That's them a hell of a long right? swim, though. I think they can swim. Yeah, <laughs> you. You've tested me out there. I'm pretty sure they can swim. That's like a four-hour ferry ride. I mean, Tassie, I'm. But- other than the zoos, you know, you, you well, yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I know it's early in the morning there. I mean, it's only seven. It's seven thirty in the morning right there. But uh, I just it, that popped into my head is that you know, you know, maybe do they say okay, you know what? If you become the devils instead of the ruse, maybe we'll take you. Well, we talked about um, the devils being owned by Disney, right? Um, so actually, I'm not. You know, I left. We'll have to get my great mate Johnny Klug on your show, the former Crows player. Hang on. Well, here we go. Tasmania has two species of wallabies. You know what a wallaby is? That's like a that's like a miniature kangaroo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a pygmy kangaroo. Yeah. My girlfriend, you know, in Calgary, the barmaid. She go, What's a wallaby, Mick? What's a wallaby, Mick? And we wouldn't tell it, it was so funny. <laughs> So, yes, Tasmania has five species of macropods, commonly known wallabies and kangaroos. Okay. So it looks like there okay. is some kangaroos in Tasmania. 
They all and and I I I'm gonna guess that each one of them is a terrific swimmer in its own right. Yeah, uh, to get, <laughs> trying to get off the island. Yes, well, or to the island as the case may be. Yes, going on vacation. So yeah, the last I got some good I got some good friends from Tasmania, but we like to raise them up. Last game of the round, you've got Richmond heading out to Optus to face the scuffling, woeful, ineffective, whatever euphemism we want to use, West Coast Eagles. Uh, I guess before we, you know, after we talk about the game itself, I'll ask you about uh, whether or not Adam Simpson is there next year. Yeah. Wow, I don't think he should be, but another case if they re-signed a coach when they maybe shouldn't have, like well, he's under contract next year. But they got so much money in the bank, they should go over the cap and burn some money and probably get a new coach in. And how many times have we seen this this year? Unbelievable. In Shuey and Hearn, two of their greatest players ever, mm -hmm. in and out with soft muscle injuries nearly every second week i can edwards i can certainly empathize in. with that right now yeah edwards is in that's the son of uh i think is that the son of shane edwards i think it is actually or maybe wrong there oh look tigers are favored by 41 that's what i've been what using right there? now that's what i've been using right oh, i can't get it on the camera there there we go oh yeah, i see it i yeah. see it yeah 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 been using that to try to relax the muscles in my legs a little bit there so we'll see but right. uh do the do the eagles have a shot at this game at all i think they might they okay. might do 40 points couple of boys in perth reckon they'll cover that spread nan Kervis is out suspended as we know yeah tigers will win but let's hope it's closer than 40 and i'd love to see the eagles win over those rotten tigers but i can't see it yeah, I, I went with Richmond on this one as well, but I, I said by 19. I just I, I do think it's going to be closer um, than, you know, some of the blowouts that they have had. At least I hope it is. You know, I guess, you know, this is a game that's on here in, the, in you know, North America and people are checking it out. I hope that, you know, it's a competitive game and people just don't, you know, think, oh, God, people are getting the shit kicked out of me each week here. I'm not going to watch this sport anymore. You know, yeah. you know stay, stay, you know, stay for the, you know, stay for the duration and, and you know, see what you see what you uh what you may think now and i guess i need to investigate this a little bit further because you know they talked about adam simpson's contract being much different than what st kilda had with brett ratton because when they dismissed ratton last year they were they only had to pay him out like six months of his contract which i thought was crazy at that yeah. point in time but it sounds like it sounds like simpson's contract must be written up a little bit differently where they would owe him everything from yeah, what I I'm had pretty gathered. sure on that. Yeah, that, that, that I'm 90% sure they'd owe him all of next year as well. And I'm sure he's one of the highest paid coaches being a premiership coach. Yeah. Um, but back onto the scheduling before we move on, you know, the AFL did the right thing listening to us over here and listening to our podcast and listening to uh, Mason Cox on 60 Minutes to promote the game mm -hmm. in the US. They did the right thing by keeping the AFL Grand Final a day game, which gives it Friday night here, perfect for us. But what the hell are they doing scheduling the Hawks and the Roos and the Tigers and the Eagles on Saturday night? Come on, they need to think of us even more. Well, you know, while, while, I, was, while I was challenging you know uh ms wilson's you know discussion about moving the essendon cats game to the mcg to accommodate more essendon supporters 
have and I don't know this, but has there been instances, you know, because like the NFL will will do like what they call their flex schedule, where they will change the time that games are being played, you know, to make you know, to put like the 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 you know the the game between like you know the the two club the two teams. You know, let's say it's a you know you have two teams that I'm going to go ahead and be optimistic. The Browns, let's say they have a terrific year this year. The Browns don't get many prime time games, and you know, the Bengals are a really good team as well, but they're they're scheduled to play at uh let's say, you know, one o'clock on a Sunday, but they decide to flex that game to the Monday night game because hey, look, yeah. these two teams are great. Does yeah. the AFL do something like that where they may move start times for games? No. Okay. No, I don't I'm pretty sure they haven't, other than through COVID and then the year yeah. after they did wait and release the schedule. Right, right. Like they didn't release the whole 22, 23 games at the start of the year, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping that as soon as the grand final occurs here in September, that they go ahead and release the 2024 fixture. Cause that would make my plans much easier for next summer. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I know that's not going to happen, but uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's, you'll a, have it's a dream. Time wherever you go. You'll be oh, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm like, like I had mentioned early on, I said, I think I'm at the point now where I can get into the airport in melbourne now all i gotta do is figure out how to get out of the airport so well you heard my <laughs> great mate gabe Renzi say he'd like to go to the afl grand final maybe yeah. you two could sit on the plane together for 18 hours there you go there you go and i <laughs> and you know if you didn't listen to that one i did describe him as having a very unique voice and i like how he responded he's like you know like lemmy from motorhead has a unique voice i thought that was and that was because he he does have that gravelly you know voice and mm-hmm. and and I love that he said that, you know, you know, off air, he's a lot quieter than than you see him on his show, because, you know, that's you're probably all, you know, tired out. I mean, I I, I, I talk all day at work and it's well, nice. To- well, first of all, I'd like to say it was a great interview. But before I talk about that, he said at the end, the Mick like to sit down talk and have 24 beers yes, i've he never did. drank 24 beers at once in my life so people <laughs> exaggerate but yeah oh. i do I've, I've partied quite a few times with gabe at super bowl in houston we drove there together many a times in montreal at his functions at sports bars uh in toronto as well so yeah and fantastic I mean, obviously, I was looking forward to your interview with Gabe. Yeah. I really think it was very good. Yes, he does have that deep radio voice. And yes, good he does. He was made for radio with that voice. But his knowledge of sports around the world. And I think your listeners will really enjoy it because it's different. I mean, it's it's the top one, the, a, a full-time media sports guy in North America on your show. So it was something different. And he has followed AFL for quite a few years. So really yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. And again, I hope your listeners do listen yeah, it, to that show. It was a good discussion. You know, I know he was on a timetable, which was fun, which was absolutely fine. I, I, I completely understand that, but it was, uh, it was great to chat with him. Um, you know, just seems like a really, really good guy. And, uh, you know, I, anything we can do to promote the game here in North America is, is a good thing. So. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Like we've been great mates and I have been on his show for 20 and a half years. He thought it was just under 20, but I've been on 
I started on his show nine months after he started in radio. So nearly every Friday night for 20 and a half years, some mm-hmm. Friday mornings. And we're pretty similar as people. He loves the sports bet. I don't. I bet a little bit. But when you think of my upbringing in a small country town in Australia compared to his upbringing in Montreal, like other than that, yeah, it's oh, quite, a lot different, quite yeah. interesting, hey? Yeah, a lot different there. So before yeah. we wrap up, man, where can people find your work and what have you got going on in the near future? All right. Well, mickozzi.tv, M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E.tv. Friday nights about 8.20-ish on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Renzi. We run through the AFL games, the CFL, the AFL picks and best bets. Um so I'm thinking I might take the bombers on the pluses, maybe a best bet against your cats, but no, nah, not sure. And Edmonton Cricket TV, that's going well. But I'd like to say one thing to you. You may have missed this. I'm not sure because you're so busy. You might want to send a message to your mate, old Ricky Nixon, at his 60th birthday. Yes, he did, and yeah. And Carey was saying how he had bands playing and some famous people there and Sammy Newman got up and spoke and, Stirred some people up, and Wayne Carey, obviously Nixon was his agent right, for many right. years. So you might want to wish you a great. You're not well. Your mate yeah, Ricky Nixon. Right, birthday. right. I will. I'm gonna. I think I did on Twitter or Facebook, but I'll. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I. I'd, I'd love to have him back on the show again at some point, some point in time oh, as so well. So you knew about that, did you? Yeah, I did see that showed up on on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So good, good. good. Last last thing, are your Elks going to win a game this year? <laughs> well you can only laugh but it's getting so bad if you saw the way they lost the game last week oh, do, you, do, you see, do you know what happened you want me to quickly tell you go for it yeah okay. oh you know what it was the one where they they had like the the like the single point that got scored yeah so in the cfl if the ball goes in the end zone it's one point it's called the rouge which is unique to the cfl uh-huh. well they were tied at 12 all and the American kick returner, punt returner, he let it go over his head into the end zone for one point. Thus, the Saskatchewan watermelon head riders went up by one point with a minute left to go. Ouch. So the, the returner was silly because the coaches obviously told him if it's at the 10-yard line, let it go in the end zone. Yeah. Not in that situation. Right, was, right. Oh, right. man, it was so bad. All right, man. Well, hey. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday. I'm looking forward to watching some cricket when I get home tonight. Uh, have a great weekend. I, I I think your crows might get themselves another win here as well this weekend. But uh, last bit of advice before we wrap up, sir. Um, just just be glad that your cats get to play so many games at the MCG to help them win the grand final. No, have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, Mick. Okay, man. Good. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my round 18 tips. You'll have to let me know where I'm right or wrong. Do me a favor, look out for one another. You know, check up on your friends, make sure they're okay. Reach out to them. You know, if they need help, if you need help, please reach out and talk to somebody as well. Remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll get on the mailing list. If you if you like the show. If you like the uh, the uh, discussions here, I do hope you'll consider leaving a review on the podcast. I guess even if you don't care for it, just let me know what I could do better. Uh, you can certainly drop me an email at yankonthefoot at gmail.com. If you want to help out the podcast, 
You can also click on that Buy Me a Coffee button in the bottom left-hand corner. Or you can check out my Redbubble store, store page as well. Um, you know, any proceeds there are going into the podcast. And let's be honest, some of them might go towards uh, getting out of the airport as well, possibly. Uh, if you've got an idea for a guest, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to be starting uh, once the summer work session I can't, you know, slows down or ends. I can't wait to get back into my classroom so I can relax a little bit. I don't work nearly this hard in my classroom. Although I work hard, it's a little less physical. Uh, but, like I said, if you've got an idea for a guest, please drop me a note. I'm going to be starting my, uh, my most memorable game discussions here pretty soon. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at yank underscore on or yank on the footy gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate the kind words of support. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 277 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye.